okay, on the bottom right, you see the steel image. This is on Mars. You see a city, and then there's a face, and there's a, there's a pyramid. Uh-oh, wait a minute, Etienne, time out. Who deals with pyramids? Egypt. What does this face look like? A sphinx. So the gods in the world that then was are the same gods of Egypt, and the Greek gods are the same gods of Egypt from the gods of the world that then was. Welcome to the Fall Estate. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Remember that the Fall Estate is now on Locals. So click the link in the video description to support the work. I appreciate it. Thank you in advance. I have with me Dr. Etienne Graves. He is an author, pastor, and founder of Hour of Uncovering Ministry. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Oh. It's actually Memo Ministries, but the, my YouTube channel was called Hour of Uncovering, so it's all combined together. So. Oh, but your ministry is called Memo? Memo, yes. How do you spell it? It's M-E-M-O, and it's oh, an abbreviation Memo. for Mikhail's X Excellent Ministry Order. Oh, okay. And the YouTube channel is Uncovering, Hour of Uncovering Ministry. Hour of Uncovering Revelation. Oh, H-O-U-R yeah. for the oh, revelation. Okay. It has been a year. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Right. Nice. Um, how long have you been a, a, a minister? Since 2011. Really? Mm -hmm. And why did you decide to become one? Or did you decide or did God call you? God called me um, at a young age, but um, I fought it. I had one foot in the world, one foot in the church, and I fought my call for a long time until the Lord finally just impressed it upon my heart to follow him and um, not to go to seminary, I call it cemetery, but not to go there and learn those teachings, but to learn from him directly. And since I've done that, he's blessed me with plenty of revelation and information to be able to move forward and bless people. That's amazing. And so, like, you were just walking down the road one day, having fun, and God was like, ETN, ETN. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was walking down the road one day. <laughs> no, um, I've, had some, I've had some dreams, and sometimes oh, the Lord has spoken to me, and... Um, even I'll just share a quick story. A long time I used to wear an earring when I was younger and I was 17 because a lot of my friends were getting their ear pierced. And, yeah. um, it was kind of a blockage to God being able to, to deal with me and use me. So when I finally felt the, the, the need to take it out, it's when really he really started to speak to me and talk to me and call me and pull me into what he wanted me to do. You like being a minister? <laughs> I do. I do. I don't, I don't feel there's anything else I was put on this earth to do except that, you know, there are things I can do, but nothing feels more right than doing what you were put on this earth to do, in my opinion. Amazing. And so um, do people put you on a pedestal? You know how they put ministers on pedestals? Yeah, well, some, some they can do that, but the type of ministry that I have, it's not so much a, a pedestal. It's more of, of controversy and um, I don't want to say hate, but um, there are those that can do that, but then there are those that kind of are you know, come against me. That's the type of ministry I have. I, I speak the truth no matter what people feel about it and based on what the Word of God says. And not everybody likes that. So. And how do you deal with people that come against you? Um, I just point them to what the Word says. And uh, I try not to get into any kind of debate or anything about it. And I just let God take care of it. Yeah. I, don't try not, I try not to retaliate or come out against them or things like that. So. Do you, my show is called The Fallen State. Do you believe that human beings are in a fallen state? Most definitely. And what is that fallen state? Um, the fallen state is being separated from God, in my opinion. And until you come to the knowledge and salvation of Jesus Christ, you will be in a fallen state. And how do you do that? Um, you do it by accepting the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Um, the, water, the, the Word talks about being born of the water and the Spirit. The Word talks about um, forgiving, and, forgiving and being forgiven. And um, living your life for Christ. That's basically how you do it. It's not just a confession, but it's also a lifestyle for him. Um, and shunning the things of the world and the things that are against what his word says. Right. Uh, and how do you shun things of the world? Like, for example, um, the world is really um, pushing the LGBTQIA 
LMNOP, all the alphabets they got in there. They're pushing this whole thing, yeah. and that's the world. And there are, sadly, a lot of pastors, <laughs> mega pastors, um, pastors of, of, of smaller churches that are all-inclusive, and that's including the world, and I am against that 100%. And that's one of the, one of the things that people disagree with who, are, who want to be inclusive, but right. not doing what the world does and saying what the world says is a way not to, not to live like that. So. And what is salvation? Salvation is a form of the word being saved. And um, because of what happened in the garden, we are all on our way to hell until we find salvation in Jesus Christ. And it is um, coming to the knowledge that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was born, crucified, and um, resurrected for our sins for us to be able to have a close relationship with the Father and for us to be able to live and be an example and a representation of him on this earth. And that only happens through salvation, of course. And, and you've been saved? I've been saved. I accepted um, Jesus when I was a little boy, probably about five, six, seven years old. You did? Yeah. Why did you need to accept him at five or six or seven? Um, my parents... And that thing, I would think about with Jesus at five or six or well, seven. Well, see, my parents, uh, they got saved around when I was about that, about that age, and they were really really in, in, the, in, in the Word, in the church, and they oh. took me all the time, and um, I guess it's just being there every, every week, and I guess it just, I felt, led, I felt led to do it. Now, I did it again when I got older, when I felt like I understood more, um, but yeah, I, like I said, honestly, I've been saved, but I still would, as a teenager, do things that other kids would do, and you yeah. know, I felt like I was being left out, or maybe my right. parents were too strict on me, and things like that, so until I fully committed to just uh, following God, then I could never, you know, get that balance I needed with the Did with you the forgive your parents for saving you, getting you saved at five, six, or seven? You forgave them? I, I, I forgive my parents for a, lot, for a lot of things. I think everybody should forgive their parents because parents do the best that they can do. They, up, they yeah. raise you with what, however they were raised or yeah. whatever knowledge they have. Yeah. Um, some Fathers never had a father in their home, and they're trying to raise kids. So yeah. I think everybody should forgive their parents for doing the best that they can. But That's when you right. become an adult, it's your responsibility to um, try to make sure <clears throat> that you're changed and that you're living for God and that the things that may have affected you when you were growing up don't affect you anymore. So You forgave your mother? I forgave my mother and my father. Did you tell your mother I forgive you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you, you uh-uh. Mm-mm. Why did, how do you forgive her if you didn't tell her? Um... I believe you can forgive without actually, you know, going to a person. Because I don't think my, like I said, I don't think my parents did me wrong. They did the best that they can do. So I don't blame them for that. I thank God for my parents. But why did you go to her and tell her? I didn't feel it was necessary to do that. But God said that before we enter into the kingdom to go and forgive, and then I will forgive you. How can you forgive her if you have not told her? Like I said, I don't, I don't think there's nothing specific to forgive her for besides the fact that they, my mother and my father, my parents, they're together. They're one. So right. they did the best that they, could, that they could do. And like I said, until a person comes into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, um, they're going to continue to be in that state that they're in. So since I'm in Jesus Christ now, then I'm a new creature. What would happen if you went to your mother and father and forgave them? Oh, I believe they would be open to what I, what I had to say and how I looked at it um, because they had to forgive their parents. And so why and did so you do forth. it then? Would God just plan what he said to do it? No. Nah, like, I'm just playing. You don't realize mm-hmm. to do it. God's word is, God doesn't play in his word. So mm-hmm. why did you do it? What would happen if you went and, and faced them and forgave them? I don't, I, I don't think anything would happen more than what's happening now. I'm, I'm still, they're forgiven. I've forgiven them by the blood of the lamb and I'm moving forward, and we have a great relationship. I love my parents. I thank God for them and what they've done for me, and I don't blame them for anything. When when a person becomes an adult, when a man becomes a man, you cannot blame your parents or you cannot blame circumstances. You got to take responsibility for where you're at, and you have to make those necessary changes and um, fixes in your your life. So that's what I believe. So as a, a grown man, you're able to correct your mother when she's wrong now? I, there, have, there have been, I have corrected my mother before. You've told her how the cow ate the cabbage? No, I haven't told her that specifically. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What no. would happen if you told her how the cow ate the cabbage? 
to be honest with you, I already don't, I'm already not familiar with that. So <laughs> she would probably educate me on that because I'm not really familiar with that term. Oh, so. yeah. And you haven't gone to your father either? No. Mm-mm. Did you know you sh- God said to do that? I do. I do. I, he didn't say specifically to go to your parents. Right. He said if you have art against anyone. I don't have any art against them, though. That's- but you you said that they did the best they did. Mm-hmm. Could, right? Mm-hmm. But they made some mistakes and they did some things that you didn't like while you were growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would irritate you and all that kind of stuff. It's those things that you must forgive them for. And I, and I, and I have. And I've forgiven them over to the Lord, and those things don't affect me anymore. So Amazing. Um, that's amazing that you haven't done that. <laughs> why, are, why are adult men and women afraid to face their mothers? I, I didn't say I was afraid. I'm not afraid at all. No, I didn't say you said it, but why are? Well, they're, they're, it's easier for them to go to their father than it is to mother, why, especially black mothers. Why are they afraid to face their mothers? Uh, I don't know. It depends on every situation is different. And, and I believe as far as my situation, it all depends on who your parents are. My, like I said, my parents were saved since I was little. So parents that are saved do things that parents that are not saved don't do. And they raise their children differently than people who are not saved don't. So if they weren't saved and they weren't raising me by the word of God, then maybe that's different but they were and they did so i gotta thank god that they did that and um but those even though they were saved they still did some things that was right to you oh every human being does things that's not right but it's those things you need to forgive them for and i have right mm-hmm. are you what do you think about the fact that you have your mother's personality you're like her i think that the the child um the personality the child has is be uh, based on who they're around more, right? the mother or the father. And there really is the way society is, and they want, um, and they, they make it so, of course, both parents work, but especially the man, he has to work. And you're going to spend more time with your mother because right. she's the first person that you see, and she's the one that raises the child. Would you prefer to have your mother's personality or your father's personality? I like a mixture of both. And who do you have? A mixture of both. But you have your mother one. You you like having your mother's personality? <laughs> uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, her personality. Uh, I like. I enjoy. I, I'm glad that I have the 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 wisdom that she has. Yeah, and same with my dad. So I believe every child is um, a result of their parents' personality because it's the two of them together and they're one. So the child's going to be. The personality is going to be based on their parents. That's just, that's just every human being. But when you have your mother or personality, you are not yourself. You are your mother, and you lose your own identity because the mothers impose their will on the children, and they recreate them in their image. And so the kids lose their natural who they are, and they become like what they hate. That's true in some cases. And so you don't mind that? I don't believe that's true in my case. But how would you know if you never went and forgave your mother so God could forgive you and give you back yourself? God gave me back myself once I came to him. What do you mean by that? I came to him. Who are you? Who am I? No, what do you mean by that first? Well, everybody has to, like I said, until you find the knowledge of Jesus Christ, then you're not, you're separated from God. But once you come to him... Um, you got to give everything to you got to give your all to him. You got to give your whole life to him. You got to give everything to him and let him take it and remove the things that shouldn't be there and develop the things that should be there. That's, what I believe, uh, the power of the fruit of the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. There are seeds that are planted and those, those seeds bring forth fruit. So that's how I look at it. I don't, so who are you, though? I'm Etienne. I'm a result of uh, years of being in the word of God, trials and experiences and I believe that I'm not my mother or my father. I'm me. I'm my own self. I don't have my father's personality or my mother's personality. There are some that may have that, but I don't. I'm my own person. And, and, um, and so you're Etienne. Mm-hmm. And who else are you? I'm Etienne. That's it. I'm just <laughs> Etienne. <laughs> That's it. That's all I am. Do you believe that you become like what you hate? It's, in some cases. In some cases. In all cases. No, I don't believe that. You don't believe, well, hate, anger, anger is the same. Do you believe that you become like whomever made you angry? 
I couldn't say in all cases, no, not in all cases. What cases would it, that it doesn't happen? Uh, there are things that I hate, but that doesn't mean I become what I hate. I hate abortion. I hate homosexuality. I don't engage in either one of those things. And so why do you hate it, though? Because God hates it. There is no hate in God. Oh, is that what the word says? Yeah, he's love. He doesn't, he doesn't have the same hate that human beings have. So and what human beings tend to do is to compare their fallen state to God. They think God feels like them. God discerns things and he rejects evil, but he doesn't hate it because you become like what you hate. Well, I disagree with that because in Proverbs it says that God says these, are, these six things do I hate, yet seven are an abomination. Right, but so. he doesn't hate them with the same emotion that human beings have because human beings are in a fallen state and they have the nature of the devil, which is emotional, mental, and emotional. He doesn't have that, so they think that that's what God means, and it's not true. You reject evil by seeing it and not accepting it, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't hate it because if you hate it, you become attracted to what you hate. I guess in some cases, I can see where that could be true. Um, should, uh, should a woman ever be a pastor? No. And what do, you, what do you think about the women who are calling themselves preachers and pastors and bishops and their husbands are allowing them to do it? I think it's a problem because when you have a woman who acts as a preacher or a pastor, then how is the order in the home? Yeah. I mean, okay, in the, in the church, in the pulpit, I'm in charge. But in the home, you're supposed to be in charge. Yeah. I don't think that goes together. The Bible speaks clearly against women being pastors or preachers. Um, a woman can be a prophetess. That's true, but that's not being a pastor or a preacher. Um, I don't think that women should be in the pulpit or men should be sitting on the women. But that does not mean that women don't have mm-hmm. knowledge and are filled with the Holy Spirit and cannot speak, for, speak what maybe God is speaking to them, but not a pastor or a preacher over a congregation. Yeah. Know? Why do you think there are many men preachers who are allowing their wives to do that now? That's a good Why question. do you think they are doing that? I, when I see that, I think to myself, like, well, man, if I was in that position, could I? <laughs> it would be very tough. I yeah. don't know how. I don't know how they do that. How the hierarchy in the home is not mixed, messed up when that when that happens. I just don't see it that way. And maybe I'm wrong, but do, would God call a woman to be the pastor and not the husband? I just, you know, it just doesn't make biblical sense to yeah. me. So, I'm say, not against women, though. I love women and I respect women 100%. So. What made you say that right now? Because I have learned, um, I've gotten advice from, from, from women before, counselors, mm-hmm. teachers. Uh, my mother's given me some good advice, my sister. Um, and I believe what you do is when you receive that advice, then you weigh or not whether or not you want to accept it or you want to do it. So if a woman is filled with the Holy Spirit, then I believe that her wisdom is different than a woman who's not filled with the Holy Spirit. And I believe you can and, and why did you have to say right now, I love women? I'm not against women. Well, I, I, don't, love I don't women. want to come across that, that, that I don't because God loves all people. He right. loves men. He loves women. He loves whites. He loves blacks. He loves, <laughs> he loves all people, as do I. Uh, and so women would think that you don't love them if you spoke the truth like that about no, them? No, I just think the way it came across, I wanted to make sure I was articulating myself properly. Oh, so. I got you. Um, you said that they can't be preachers and things like that, but they can be a prophetess? Yes. What's yes. a prophetess? A prophetess is a woman prophet. Um, the Bible talks about that. Um, and Deborah was a prophet, a judge and a prophet in the Bible. Also, Anna in the New Testament was a prophet. And there were also four virgin daughters in the New Testament who were prophetesses. But so, what do they do? What does a prophetess do? The same thing a prophet does. They speak what... God is telling them to speak or what God is speaking to them. That's what a prophet, a prophet does. And remember also in the book of Acts, it says that he will put our, put our spirit on, put among all flesh and sons and daughters right. will, will prophesy. So there's a difference between prophesying and being a prophet or a prophetess. But I believe that there are prophetesses still in the land today. Few, but I believe there are. Amazing. Would you ever tell a woman your problems? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. You would? If I, my wife, yeah. You have a wife? I do. And you would tell your wife your problems? Yeah, I would talk to my wife, yeah. Why? Because I believe that uh, the husband and the wife are one. So if I'm one, why am I separating how I feel from her? 
you know. But women hate weak men. They 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 can't handle your problems because they can't even handle their own problems, right? And so they look to the man as the man looked to Christ. Mm-hmm. But if the man come home, oh, honey, I'm tired. They did me this way. And I, <laughs> I'm depressed and I'm worried. She's not going to respect you for that because she can't look up to you. She's supposed to look to you to bring her out of her hell, not you going to her hell with her. Agreed. And all, it all depends on what the problems are. Um, like what's for dinner and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, when you're in a marriage and even though you're 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 saved, you still have to deal with things in the world. You gotta deal with bills and you gotta deal with different things, all kind of things that come up in life. So you should be able to communicate with your with your spouse to be able About to, practical things, right? Sure. Like sure. How, what for for dinner, make sure you pay those bills. Sure. And and clean his house. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. If it's an issue. But you that wouldn't I'm, tell her you if you were like at worried or if, Somebody insulted you, or all like you wouldn't if, put that on. If right? there was an issue that concerned me and it was on my heart, I would speak to my wife about it and hear her perspective on it. But really? I would always get the final perspective from God. He's what? the last say so. But sometimes, like I said, a Holy Spirit filled woman can give you wisdom. Um, would you ever listen to a woman? Yes, yes, I would. You it would de- listen to a woman. It depends on the situation. Yeah. You, you would take advice from a woman. It, de- it depends on the advice. <laughs> it depends on the situation. And it depends on the woman. All three things. And so God said that every time you listen to the, the man, listen to the woman, he'll suffer. You know, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. Where, where's that located? With Adam and Eve's thing. <laughs> he didn't say every time the man. He said because you listen to the woman, you suffer. And so every time the man listens, unless she's. Telling him, oh, the kids acted up today, you know, practical thing. Mm-hmm. But every time the man listens to the woman, he suffers. But is the man have Is that his, true or not? Does the, no, I don't think that's true. Really? Does the man have his arm tied behind his back and he's forced to listen to whatever the woman says, even if it's wrong? The man has the final decision. So he has to have some responsibility. In Second Timothy, it says that the woman was not deceived. The woman was deceived, but the man was not deceived. So well, he whether he, just deceive, still, he but, was deceived by the woman, but then he still has to. If she says, "Okay, honey, eat this or do this," he can say, "You know what? God said not to. I'm not going to do it." So the final decision goes on the man, and his responsibility goes on goes on the man, not the woman. So it's on Adam. Adam could have said, "No, put his foot down." So that's on Adam. That's Adam's fault. Well, it's not the woman's fault now that you listen to her because men know better than to listen to women. <laughs> 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 but they listen anyway and they suffer. I've never met a man in my whole bone days that listened to his wife and he did not suffer. Really? Right. Now, for practical things, like, like women are lowered to the ground, right? So they know the hell that's going on around them. <laughs> lowered to the ground. <laughs> right. And so they know the hell. So they can tell you if somebody's about to rob your bank because they know. They hear all the nasty stuff, right? But... A man should not listen to her. How do you deal? How does so you listen to your wife at times? And how does what does she think about the fact you you listen to her? Uh, I think that she respects that. You take her advice at times. Wow, you take your mom's advice too. At times, really. I think you you'd be a fool what not to take. The- a, I think you'd be a fool not to take advice of somebody who's been here. 20, 30 years before you were here and been through things that you haven't been through. Like I said, it's different to take advice from, you had to separate women from Holy Spirit-filled women. That's a totally different. They don't exist. Difference. Really? So, you being filled with church the, women. <laughs> why do you say that? <laughs> they know the word, but they are helpful. Hell at them. So you don't have believe you the Holy Spirit for everybody? The Holy Spirit is for, for men and women, right? Right. But the women don't have it. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> because they've been let down by their fathers. Their fathers didn't protect them from their mothers. They've been recreated in their mother's image. They're angry, and they and they go and read the Bible. They go to church and hoop and holler, but they have not overcome that anger. How do you deal with the hell in your wife when it comes out? <laughs> no hell in my wife. I don't. I, I told you there's a difference between the Holy Spirit filled women. And women that are not filled with the Holy Spirit. So when that anger come out of her, how do you deal with that? It all depends on the situation. It all depends on the situation. What do you mean by that? Um, I mean, when, a, when, 
a woman is angry, the way you respond or react to her is very key. Um, you can respond with the truth. You can respond with compassion, um, as you should do. I think the man's job is to cover and protect his wife, his woman. And part of the way she do what? that against um, attacks from the world, from things that come against her, the things that may try to harm her or hurt her. And so how do you deal with the hell that, you know how you wake up in the morning sometimes and you're all feeling good, you have a good night's sleep, and she wake up and you up there smiling. She's like, what are you smiling about? <laughs> she all irritated, had bad dreams or bad sleep. How do you deal with the hell when it come, you come home from work, she mad about nothing? How do you deal with that? I don't know if I've experienced that um, to that degree that you're talking about, but uh, I rely also on the Holy Spirit. You like Holy Spirit help me now? The Holy Spirit is the one. He is the helper. So he should be helping you deal with not just your wife, but all relationships in the world, outside of the world. But when that. the hell is coming out of your wife, you say, Holy Spirit help me? I don't, I don't believe she has any hell in, hell but, in her. But when she get angry. Okay. And... You say, Holy Spirit, help me? Well, okay, well, what, what are you angry about? What, 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 what's, what are you, what's going on? She can tell me what she's angry about, and we can talk from there. My wife is a very good communicator. So, and like I said, feel with the Holy Spirit and in the Word, and I think that's the key to all of this. When you generalize all women or all men, you got to separate that from those that are actually saved and feel with the Holy Spirit and walking by the Word of God. But I never woke up feeling like all happy and shit. <laughs> Just hell, I, I haven't had that experience, so. I don't know. Keep living. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what the? Amazing. Um, you said there was no hell in your wife, right? I don't believe so, no. But the anger she has is hell. Once again, I don't, that's not scriptural. That's not scriptural? Mm -mm. You think the anger she has is, is love? No, I don't think that is this anger so and love. Not love, it must be hell. Uh, I don't think it's as black and black and white as that. Well, what is it then? If it's not heaven and it's not hell, what is it? It all depends on what kind of anger. There's righteous indignation. The Bible talks about being mm -hmm. angry, do not sin. It talks about being slow to anger. So I don't, it all depends on what you do with that anger. You'd be surprised in the Old Testament. The, it says so many times that God was angry. God was angry, and of course, he has righteous anger, but what we need to learn to do is have anger, which is also displeasure, but not sin, not react to it. So when your wife is angry, you're standing there thinking, oh, this feels like, feel like righteous anger. Um, it's much more love for my wife than anger, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would say. So what? There's much more love coming from my wife than anger. So, oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. But doesn't that anger... Uh, wipe out the, the much love when she's angry? Oh, no. Like I said, anger is a, it's, it's an emotion. You Do know, you tell your wife how to cow eat the cabbage? No, I don't. Why not? Because like I said, I, re I don't know what that means. I'm going to look it up later, but I don't know what that means. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Should a man marry an educated woman? Yes. Is it true that educated women don't make for good wives and sometimes, good mothers? Sometimes that's true. So why should men marry women? I said then? sometimes, not all the time. 99% of the time. Mm, no, that's a high 99.999. Ooh, that's really high. No, I would, once again, it all depends on whether the woman is filled with the Holy Spirit and living for God. That, that makes a big difference, education or not. But I, can, I do see in some cases where that can be an issue. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I understand that. And why, why is it an issue? Because it really is an issue. And why is that? Because I think it's all about the order of God, you know, the order that we should be living yeah. in, God over man, head over man, man head over wife, wife head over children. And that's the problem in this whole society now. They're changing the whole order. They, yeah. want, they want to get the man out of the way and have the woman over there or have two women or yeah. two men, which is not really two men. And they want to mess up the whole order of the home, which is the order of God. And yeah. that's the whole thing that's been going on since the thing with the, with the COVID and with the BLM. and the That's what it's all about is to break up the order of God. Because I don't personally, I don't believe in, in racism at all. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as racism. It is yeah. the spirit of division. Yeah. And it's masks as, as different things, racism, sexism, fascism, different things. But basically it's the spirit of division, because if it's racism, 
How do you explain Pharaoh, who was uh, him and his people were of color, enslaving the Hebrew Israelites who were people of color? How do you explain that? Who so is, it's not racism. Where's Pharaoh now? Pharaoh's dead now. I rest my case. That's my point. But I mean, you can't. There's, <laughs> no, there's no racism. Blacks against blacks. There's no race. It's, it's division is really what it's called. Would you, would you, would you marry a woman that would not obey you? No. Your wife obey you? Yes. Nice. She's about to be old. <laughs> no. Is she older than you? No. She's your age or younger? Younger. And she obey you? Mm-hmm. She obey you. I, what, what do you mean by obey? I'm, obey. Just do what I tell her to do? Yes. I don't operate like that. Why not? Um, I don't say, go do this, go do that, go in the kitchen, take off your shoes and be barefoot. I don't, no, I don't do all you that. You think that's what obey means? I mean, you said, if you tell somebody what to do, that's, No, you know, I said to obey. Obey means to obey. You came up with all the other stuff. Well, obey, and what I believe, what I think obey means, yes. Does I don't know what you think you? it means. Does she obey you? Yes. Amazing. Um, what's wrong with the blacks? Um, I believe it's this, the spirit of division that has put us against each other. And unfortunately, instead of taking that advantage of what we have opportunity for, we like to blame, unfortunately, sometimes the white man and yeah. blame our parents, blame the environment instead of stepping up and doing what we need to do. There's too much fighting and backbiting and coming against each other. And especially some of those who are in the higher echelon, like, like the Boule and the Prince Hall Freemasons that want to keep blacks against each other. So I think that's the main issue is, is we don't know how to stand together and unite it. And I think that not just blacks, but all people have fallen away from God. And that's, that's a big issue. That's the primary issue. Yeah, yeah most the definitely. primary. Um, and are you surprised at how black men and women, but especially men. I understand why the women do it, because you know women got some issues, right? Mm-hmm. But are you surprised at the black man? What? <laughs> Go ahead. Nothing. <laughs> are you surprised at the black man blaming the white man by calling him white supremacy and all that? When I was growing up, we know, and I grew up in Alabama on mm-hmm. a plantation and all that, right? Mm-hmm. The so-called Jim Crow law. But we never blamed anyone for anything. My parents didn't blame. My grandparents didn't blame. We just knew it was a spiritual issue, and we treated people the way we like to be treated. And then we had a weakness, and we did. Mm-hmm. We worked on ourselves because nobody can stop you from working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that most black men believe that white men are superior to them? Um, not surprised in the fact that that's how society and um, mainstream media and music, they have formed it that way and they've pushed that, that button to trigger that in black people. But well, what's wrong with them that they will pull away from the crowd, examine themselves and overcome that? What's wrong with the blacks they want to do that? I would say trauma. Trauma. Um, not dealing with that trauma, not getting rid of that trauma and allowing that to shape and form who they are. I believe that, that's, that's a big issue. And once again, I go back to the spirit of division. That's what this is all about, um, with the white supremacy and blacks and all. It's all about division. Yeah. And I, I think that your environment, from what you hear, what you see, shapes what you believe. So I think that's a big issue. And there's not a lot of leaders in the black community that's going to stand up for what God says and we what the word says. We don't need leaders. Well, I think we because do. Because when we were growing up, we, didn't have, we had no leaders. As a matter of fact, we were taught never to have a leader. Don't put any other man over you, only God over you, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you put someone over you, they stand between you and God. Now, that doesn't mean we don't work together with other people, but you don't have a leader. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's a, a, a bad choice of words by leader. I know but, what you meant when yeah. you said it, but the black people got that so bad that they look for you. They'll fight you if you tell them you don't need a leader over you. You need to be your own person. Well, see, that's the cleverness of the boule. <laughs> to elevate this upper echelon, this 10%, to say, I'm your leader, you need to do this and right. do that. Where that's the whole thing. And I, I believe the Boule and the Prince Hall Freemasons have been a big detriment to the black community. Big. What's the Boule? The Boule is um, gatekeepers. There are those that like have... Jesse Jackson and all those Jesse people? Jackson, um, Al Sharpton. Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, the Will Wicked Smith, of the West. Oprah, Bill Cosby. You just go on and on. Those oh, are okay. upper echelon of those that are... Um, rich and famous, but they're 
W.E.B. Dubois was yeah. a Boule member, and people have him. You sure Yeah, they have him like he's so wonderful and great, but he sold out black people towards the Planned Parenthood with Margaret, Margaret Sanger. But yeah. people don't know that. Oh, mess. Yeah. But what I, and, I, and so do you blame the Boule or do you blame the people that follow the Boule? I blame the devil. That's who I blame. The devil is the one who pushes those buttons and right. triggers behind people. It may be the people that's doing it, but you have to learn to look at the spirit behind it. So it's the devil that's doing that. And the fact he's so, the, the reason why he's so able to do it so easily because people are away from God. Do, but if the people were to pull away and know themselves, mm -hmm. they would see what was going on and overcome it. I agree with that. So why don't the blacks do that? Uh, for all those, all those reasons that I that I mentioned, I well, mean, it's, it's conditioning. To say something is wrong here. Let me pull away and see. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a conditioning. Like I said, it's a conditioning through, like I said, through your environment, through music, through what you hear, through what I you see, through that. the You're mainstream. Right about that. That's that's we have to break out of that mindset. The Bible talks about us renewing our mind with the word of God. We have to have our minds renewed. Absolutely. Do you love white people? Oh, of course, I love white people. Yes, but most people don't love white people. I love white people, I love black people, I love all colors. God loves all people. God loves white people. Why wouldn't I love white people? That's right. That doesn't make sense. And when I was in, in college, my freshman, one of my best friends was white. Great Ooh, guy. You had a white friend? Yeah. Darren Lax, How if many? he sees this. I had a lot of white friends. So, I mean, not like a, just a majority, but I, no, I'm messing with you. I got along <laughs> with white people. I like white people. I don't have anything. That's right. Nothing <clears throat> against them. So I love them. I love black people. I love Af Native Americans. I love all people. Well, the blacks will hate you because you love white people. Probably. But that's okay. God won't. That's right. Um, do you agree with me that Satan, the God above, is the man's God, and the God below, which is Satan, is the woman's God? I don't agree. I think that... You say you don't agree? I don't agree. Why? I think that until you accept Jesus and come into the knowledge of salvation of Jesus Christ, every person's <coughs> God is the, is the devil. The Bible says the God of this world is Satan. So until man or woman, until you come to God, everybody's God is the devil. And so is, is the devil the woman's God? The woman and the man. Yeah, until it, they come it, to God. Not to, when she comes to Jesus, no longer is, is the devil the woman's God. But until she comes to Jesus, Satan is the woman's God. And man. How about the woman? Yes, the woman too. How about the woman? <laughs> yes, the woman. <laughs> uh, when did you realize that Satan was the woman's God? Uh, I don't remember exactly when, but when reading the Bible, I realized that Satan is everybody's God until they come into the knowledge of salvation of Jesus Christ. But not Satan just the is woman. not the man's God. So Satan is not the man's God. Well, he's the woman's God. No, I don't believe that until you I come into... I can prove it to you. Oh, just listen. But through. tell me why you don't believe that. Because if that's the case, then Muslims and Buddhists will be able to go to heaven because their God is not. I believe that Allah and, and Islam is all Satan's religion. That's Satan is their, That's the God of that religion, Satan. So you cannot be in Muslim and in Buddhism and think that your God is the God above. That's error. That's who? That's error. Who? <laughs> that's a mistake. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said Aaron or someone. <laughs> <laughs> Error, E-R-R-O-R. -R -R, and error. so you don't believe me when I tell you that Satan is the woman's God? I believe, no, I, I do believe, but I believe it's not just the woman's God, yes. but only the woman's God until she comes into the salvation of Jesus Christ. Who else is her God if it's not just Satan? The only, the only God, there's only, there's only two. There's only God or Satan. Right. And until a person, a woman especially, or a man, we're talking about women, until she comes into not the salvation of Jesus Christ, then her God will be the devil. But once she comes into that, that, that um, salvation, she, no longer is the devil her God. Once she's born again of the Father. Right. That's true. But until that, Satan is her God. Did you know that's why all the hell was in the woman? Because Satan was her God? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say all the hell is in the woman. There, I mean, there are cases in the Bible where the, the devil has came through women to come through men. All the time. I, I, that's, that's not denied. A perfect example of that. Who listened to Satan, Adam or Eve? Okay, Mike, before I answer that, who did Eve listen to? Yeah, one time she listened to her husband. But when she listens to Satan, she no longer listens to her husband. So that means that Adam's actually listening to Satan. So uh -uh. She's listening to no, him. No, not yet. Who, did, who listened to the Satan, 
Adam or Eve? Adam, because the Bible says he was not deceived, so he you knew said this was wrong. Yeah, Adam knew it was wrong. What the? Second Timothy two says who yeah. listened to the devil, the wife or the husband? Both. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. That's not in the Bible. No. No. Okay. I know we, we talk about what it says not, that you listen to your in wife. The word. I heard you say, <laughs> listen to your wife. Right? That, that is true. You heard me say that on my show? I heard you say it before, yeah. Right. Oh. But, but see, the, I believe in the whole Bible, not just Genesis. So I'm talking about in 2 Timothy, it says the man was, Adam was not deceived. So who right. did he listen to? The woman. Ah, he listened to the devil. No, he listened to the woman who listened to the devil. Okay. So when the woman listened to the devil, he became her God. And when Adam listened to the woman, she became his God. Mm. And that's why men are still subject to women until they forgive their mothers and God will forgive them and he will return them back to their natural nature, which is of the father. And then the woman will have to, if she want to come out of her hell, and if she marries, she don't have to be married to, to return to the father. But the woman is the man's God. That's why men are afraid of women. That's why you're afraid to tell your mama you're sorry for resenting her. <laughs> <laughs> you're good at so trying you're to trick me. You're not going to trick me. But no, I'm not no, afraid. I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid of my mother at all. Yes, you are. That's why you won't go to her. You're afraid no, of you may hurt no, her feelings I, or this. No. But the woman is the man's God until, until he forgive his mother and, and return to his father, earthly father. And through him, he can return to God by not resenting them. And... And, and the devil is the woman's God because she, Satan is still her God until she forgave her mother and returned her earthly father. And then God returned them back to their natural state. Do you believe salvation is for men and women? Yeah, it's for all who will receive it. That, but most women are not going to because they love the hell that's in them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? It's true in some cases, but not all. I don't think it's all cases. There, there are few, cases. I know a lot of women now who have heard the truth about going and forgiving mm-hmm. because God said before you enter into the kingdom, you must forgive, right? So they go and forgive their mothers who turn them away from their earthly fathers mm-hmm. in return, turn them away from God. I can see that, yeah. And once they forgive their mothers, now they start to see and they understand. So they, re- they start to develop a clear mind. They develop the mind of God. And so, but until the woman does that, it's not going to happen. I can see that in some cases, but I wouldn't generalize women every, at all. Every cases. human being that's born through the woman. I disagree with that. You don't, you don't agree that every human being that's born of the woman must be born of the father? Yeah, everybody. Yes, of course I do. So just every human being that's born of the woman must be born of the father? Yes. So why you don't believe in it when I just said that about the woman? Because the way you're putting it, it says that the the God is the, the God above is the man's God. So when he comes out of the, out of the womb, he's automatically God is his God. But that's not the case. Everybody who's born, their God is the devil until they come into the knowledge of salvation of Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter if you who you are, man or woman. So God was just playing what he said. The woman is the man's God because Adam listened to Eve. There's nowhere that the Bible says that. He said because you listen to the woman, you suffer. Well, that's true he didn't in that case. He said because you listen to the devil. He told Eve that, but not say, not Adam. He said because you listen to the woman. In that case, it's true. But then Timothy expounded on that and said that Adam was not deceived. No, he wasn't. It was Eve that was deceived by the devil. So Adam bears some responsibility since he wasn't deceived. Eve, she, if you're deceived, you don't really know what, what you're doing. You beguile. Adam knew, so he bears a lot of responsibility. He for knew that. what? That he should not have. Um, been disobedient to God. No, he knew he should not have listened to the woman because he knew that she had listened to the devil. Both things And he true. could correct her. If Adam had corrected Eve rather than listening to her and turning away from his father, we wouldn't have this mess that we have now. I can't disagree with you on that. I rest my case. I can't disagree with you on that premise. Yeah. So it's not Adam was deceived. It was Adam should not listen to the woman. Adam That's why every time been the man, man listened to the woman, mm-hmm. he suffers today. Adam should have been a man and said no, right. Eve. Yeah. So who's that's on Adam? It's, she didn't twist his arm. It's his fault that he listened. That's why yes. we suffer. Yes. But the, the woman is the man, that God, and Satan is the woman's God. Is that clear now? I believe it's both the man and woman's God until they come. To but Jesus you just believe in it, but you believe in something that's not true. I'm believing what the word says. The word never says. The word says that Satan is God. the God of this world. It's but right, but of this world, but not of the man. It's of the woman. It never says he's. <laughs> we just disagree on that. That's all. Amazing. 
I want to ask, um, where is the kingdom of heaven? According to the Bible, the kingdom of heaven is within us. And what does that mean? It means that righteousness, the power of the Holy Ghost, kingdom and jo- the righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Ghost is inside of us. That means if Christ lives in us, then the kingdom of heaven lives within us as well, according to the word of God. So in that sense, then the only thing that we should be displaying to people is the kingdom of heaven. You have kids? I do. You, how many? Two. Really? Mm-hmm. Boys or girls? Um, I, I don't know if I want to answer because I know I think I know what you're saying. Girls. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. You've been watching my show. <laughs> beta. <laughs> and that whole beta thing, I don't. That's a Greek thing. That's the Greek alphabet, alpha, beta. That's, Real men make boys that's, first. That comes for Freemasonry, and the Bible what? says Jesus says that I am the alpha and the omega. So if the one who lives in me is the alpha and omega, that means I can't be a beta. What? I can't be a beta if my Lord and Savior is an alpha. Well, why you make girls first then? Well, you, well, there you go with that myth right there. <laughs> and my belief, real men make, make girls first. Do you know when I was growing up, it was rare that men made girls first. Really? Honestly. I, I, I've been trying, over the years, I've been trying to reflect on the people I met over the years, my age range and older, and I can hardly think of men <laughs> who made girls first. It's just that men are so... Beta male or not? Sorry. <laughs> I don't think men can determine the sex of the child that they're going to have. We don't. We're, we're not the creator. We don't have that. Ability. Well, they can't determine just whether it's going to be a girl or a boy, but they know what to do to make sure it is a boy. Oh, could you please enlighten me? So, oh, I can't tell you that. Oh, you can't tell. Okay, off, it, it, off the off the camera. We have kids watching. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me off the camera. I got. I want to hear this off the camera. I want to. See, learn. your dad should have told you. <laughs> he didn't tell me that part. Did I he make boys or girls first? I was first born. See, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, after this, I want to hear. You were too close you to your me. mama. That's why you made girls first. What? The? <laughs> I got a few buddies from you know basketball team, and you know, I grew I up know. with and relatives that brothers that had girls first. So I know it's unfortunate. I love my daughters, so it's not up for No, not that you don't love them, but you know what I mean. That's not the What did you want first, a boy or a girl? And don't say, oh, I just want anything else. Whatever God gave me. What did you want first, a boy or a girl? I mean, in all honesty, I wanted a boy. I re- See, I can't hear you. I wanted a boy first, in all, I in all honesty. But I thank That's God right. for what he all gave me. All men want boys first, and they know what to do to make sure that happens. <laughs> but then when they make girls because they're afraid of their wife, well, I want a girl. They be lying. <laughs> so all men that made boys knew how to make boys? Yes. It didn't just happen? No. It was on purpose? Well, you know, if God decided well, if he's going to go and put a boy or girl there, right? Right. But the man, the, man knew, the man knew what to do to make sure God put that boy there. Oh, okay. Yeah. He helped him out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Amazing. Huh? Amazing. Yeah. What is a man? A man is um, um, someone who has the male genitals made in the image and likeness of God, and also is God's representative on the earth. To go further, um, a man accepts responsibility, and he walks in it. Um, ultimately, from being saved, you know, at a young age and going to church and going to church and learning, reading the Word. I don't think a, a man can be a man without God. You need God to be a man. And you have to have him lead you, teach you, learn from him. And mm, that's my definition. But the, the, the biggest clear difference between a man and a woman is, is under our waist, below our waist. So. Do you believe that men should play in women's sports? No, not at all. Why not? I believe that that's a disadvantage. And in I what mean, way? women are coming, going against biological men. That's not even the way it's supposed to be. And you know what's funny? When they first started the Olympics, they used to do the Olympics naked. You know why? Because they didn't want any, any men going against women and women going against men. They wanted to know everybody who was going against everybody. That's a, and that's a fact. That's true. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's, you, ever seen the, you, all, you see the statues with all the Olympians and they always are naked and everything. Right. Yeah, they had naked Olympics. Really? Yeah. For we that reason. That. For that reason. So now... Many years later, look at what we have now. We got males swimming yeah. against women and going against women and swimming and in sports. And it's just it's all messed up. It's, and I believe all this started with um, 
Barry Sotero, who is Obama. That's why all this kind yeah. of pushed to the forefront. Yeah, he did. He, he brought in oh, yeah. a mess. Yeah, it wasn't, the, it wasn't like this before he got done. Right. No. I agree. Um, and so you don't believe that men should, do you believe women should play in men's sports? Nope. But what I don't understand is these women are complaining about women playing in men's sport. I mean, men playing in women's sport. Mm-hmm. But they are for women playing in men's sport. They don't, have, they don't complain about that at all. And I wonder, what's the difference? If they think women can play in men's sport, karate and football and all that, why are they satisfied with women playing in, men playing in women's sport? They're both the same. It's just that the man may have on a dress, but it's still the same. <laughs> So well, why are they complaining about that? Because they know if men come to their sport, they're going to lose. I know, but why? If, if Right, they do know that. And so why are they so for women getting into men's sport when they know that the man can beat the woman? I believe it goes back to that whole ism, which is division. Yeah. You know, um, Had you thought about that before right now? That They, they don't complain. They're pushing women into men's stuff, mm-hmm. but they're complaining when men come into their stuff. Had you thought about that? I hadn't pondered it. No, I hadn't thought about it. It makes sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So next time you ask them, okay, if you're not for men playing in women's sport, why are you for women playing in men's sport? It's the same thing. That's a great point. I believe that those who should be in women's sports are those who are born with the uterus. The ones who be in men's sports should be the ones who are born with the privy member of a man. That's right. No exceptions. Right. But the women are uh, two-faced it. (laughs) <laughs> some can be, some can be. Have you ever met one that wasn't? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have. Have yeah. you? Yeah. No, you haven't. You had to ponder it. I have. Because I'm trying to think. Yeah, I have. Right. Because not only, I'm trying to think, because not only can women be, but men can be two-faced too. There's a lot of people who but are But a man two-faced. that's two-faced has the nature of his mother. So what's the woman has the nature of? She's two-faced. The devil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Is the Bible the word of God? I know you've been watching my show. I just realized, I didn't realize you I'm had watched, I've watched it before, yeah. But I'm going to give you my, the honest answer. Right. that I, Yeah, the Bible is the word of God, and it's the word from God as well. But also, I believe that we have responsibility to be able to, to be able to be in relationship with God, <laughs> to be able to meditate on the word of God and hear from him, um, hear from the Holy Spirit, be able to be in silence and hear God. I believe all that's... All that's necessary, but we need the Bible. The Bible is the word. Uh, does uh, the Bible say that the Bible is the word of God? Does it say the Bible is the word of God? Yes. It's, it's mentioned as the word of God many times in the Bible. Does it say in the Bible that the Bible is the word of God? The Bible, the word of God has two meanings. It has the logos and the rhema. The logos is the written word and the rhema is the spoken word. So it doesn't say Bible, that term, but it does quote the word of God in the Bible several times, many times, especially it, when the church started. If it doesn't say that the Bible is the word of God, why are the Christians saying it? The, the word, uh, the word Bible is not in the Bible. You know that, right? But even in the Bible, right, I know that. Mm-hmm. But I know, in the Bible that the Christians read, mm-hmm. why are they calling that the word of God when nowhere in the Bible it says it's the word of Did God? Did you just do the air quotes for the, do you, you don't believe in the Bible? The, the, do you read the Bible? Yes. So, I mean, we are, I, I believe the Bible is written to Christians, right? It's not written to the world. It's written to Christians to teach them how to live for God, teach them the principles of God, and also how to, what is sin and what's not sin. It's so many times the Bible talks about sin, and it's written to Christians. But the Bible doesn't teach you how to live the Word of God. I disagree. Why no one is living it then when they read the Bible? <laughs> no one? No one. I don't believe that. You can't read the Bible and live the word of God. It's I impossible. Oh, I disagree with that. Well, how can they do it? Easy. How? Easy. You find what, what the word says and you do what the word says to do. That's very simple. No. No one is doing that. They no try, one. they want to, but they can't. Mm-hmm. You don't know one. You or me or anyone else who have read the Bible and was able to live by the word of God from the Bible. You don't know one. I do. No, you don't. I know, I know plenty. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because the letter, you can't live by the letter of the law. You live by the spirit. I believe that. Of God. Mm -hmm. And most people never get past the letter of the law. That's why they can't live it. 
And we must live by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, live by the Spirit. And most people never get past the Bible, the letter, so they never really live by the Spirit of the Lord. And you said something I do, you said most. All right. I, I, most, I agree with most. Yeah. I wouldn't say all. Right, not mm-hmm. all, not all, not all, mm-hmm. but most. Mm-hmm. And most is, is uh, very few. <laughs> A handful. <laughs> okay. Do you believe that, and then I got to ask you about your book, we run out of time here. Oh. Do you believe that uh, anger is evil? It can be. Is it evil? It can be. It is depends it on what you do with the anger. The Bible talks about, it mentions your anger, mine anger so many times, so it depends on what you do with it. You can react in anger and it can be sin. Is anger, there's love in anger? And it's love in God's anger. Is there love in anger? It can be. How is that love and anger? If anger is of the devil, and the devil is not of love at all, no love in him, if, how can there be love? And think about anger. Anger does nothing but destroy. That's how mothers destroy the children with her anger, and that's how the world keeps you divided. If you have anger, uh, husband and wife don't get along if they have anger. Uh, anger is a false emotion because it's of the devil. Where's the love in that? Well, if it's righteous indignation or righteous anger, like, like I said, the Bible mentions God's anger many times, and his anger is love in his anger. Right? But the anger that God mentioned or the Bible mentioned is not, it's not a fallen state anger. There's no feeling in it. It just is. It's a, it's a light unto your feet. It, it corrects you without judging you. It, it points the right way without doubt. Is that you see that something is driving the people, they're doing wrong, but it's not them, it's the devil that made a home in them, and he's driving them, but they think it's them, so you don't judge. You point it out, but you don't hate them for it. You well, I can see you. that's how we should be emulating God, because if anger does come, then we should be able to judge and discern what it is and how we should not be able to react to that and make it, you know, but sin. You, you can't do that until you're born again of the Father. I agree. Do you create your own thoughts? Do I create my own thoughts? Sometimes I think of things that I shouldn't think of, and I have to cast them down. Yeah. And, and when you think of things that you should not have think of, do you create those thoughts? It's the all. It's the based on things that you hear and things that you see throughout your day, and you have to push those things out that come into your mind. Sometimes and do you create those thoughts? I don't know if I create them. Like I said, it's based on my environment, and the do Bible says to cast down imaginations. Thoughts? I do. You I do, do sometimes. How, how do you create a thought? Um, sometimes I try to think positively about something as opposed to negatively. And then sometimes, unfortunately, I think negatively about something that should be positive. But if you're the creator of them, why would you think that way? Why not think all good thought if you're the creator? That's of a great point. And it's all based on your environment and what you go throughout in your day, what you hear and what you see. But and what if you create about. the thoughts, it should have, there's no if what the environment is doing or anything because you said you create them. Well, if that was the case, then the word wouldn't say to cast down imagination. So the right. thoughts. So we have to cast down our thoughts. The Bible says that our thoughts are not his thoughts. So right. we have to, we can't, we're not going to be able to avoid thoughts coming in, but we can, can evaluate these thoughts, whether they're from God or not or from the word, and then we can push them away. So we can discern and judge our thoughts. That's but what we're supposed ju- to do. He said that our thoughts are not his, mm-hmm. so, and they're not yours. They're of your father, the devil. And so all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything, the so-called good ones and the bad ones. And so we should all bring them into captivity by just letting them pass and not believe them and not think that we do that. Because if we were in control of thoughts, all our thoughts would be good. You would never bring a thought that would make you feel anything negative, right? That's a good point. So so you're not in control of your own thought. It's the devil. That's what Paul talked about. Mm -hmm. It's the devil that made a home in them that make you do the things you don't want to do and prevent you from doing the things you want to do. So I give up. And I let God take over. I agree with that. I rest my case, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you love the great white hope. Um, my only hope is in Jesus. He's my hope. The Bible says that he, we have a, a hope as an anchor in our soul, which is Jesus. But I do love Donald Trump, yeah. And, but not the great white hope? Him, I wouldn't call him the great white hope. My, Wh- hope, I why not? Call, uh, my hope is not in any man Wh- except Jesus. Why you wouldn't call him the great white hope? Because my hope is not in any man. But why would you call him the great white hope? Because um, I don't put my hope in man. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is in God. But I didn't I, say I, put your hope in. You I don't from? call him the great, because when you used to call someone a great white hope, it's saying that your hope is in 
him. And my hopes that didn't. Uh-huh. My hopes that no. didn't Donald Trump. You know why I call him the great white hope? Mm-hmm. Why? Is he white? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he great? He is great. And will he make America... Not greater than God. Will he make America better? He has made America better. I rest my case. Why, why isn't he the great white hope? I don't believe in calling any man my hope. I don't. You didn't call him your hope. I didn't call him my hope. I said the great white hope. Oh, so he's the great hope for white say, people. I didn't say my hope. Okay. He's the great white hope for America. <laughs> <laughs> the great hope for America is Jesus Christ. He's white. Mm-hmm. Why can't he be the great white hope? I just don't. I, this is. I don't know. I don't. I don't like calling any man hope. A hope. But I do love Donald Trump. I think he hope. was the, the best president we've had in a long, Absolutely, long time. Man. He's done a lot more for blacks than any other president, even the black one that we had. Yeah. So I, I, I have. I'm all for Donald Trump. I just wouldn't term him as the great white hope. That's all. But it feels like you're calling him your hope. That's what it feels like. But you're not saying that. It just feels like. It just feels dirty. It just feels that yeah. way. It just feels good. <laughs> Remember that woman said, they asked her what, the so-called vice president, whatever her name is, uh, Camilla Harris. Right. Uh-huh. And they said, do you, do you ever smoke pot? She's like, yeah. Why do you smoke pot? It just feels good. <laughs> oh, that laugh is, that's a hyena demonic laugh that she has. Bro. I know. Oof, it just no, gives you chills. No wonder you're so smart, man. You love the great white hoe. <laughs> 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 I think I, I think he was a, a, the best president we've had in a long time. He done more for black people than Barack Obama did. And yeah. I can look in the camera and say that. Um, last but not least, um, I didn't realize how much you, you watched my show. What do you think about my show? I like it. I think it's very it's very good. It's, you don't just it's not just all Christians. You have different people coming on atheists. Yeah. I think it's very interesting and I like it. I think it's very entertaining. And educational, too, because sometimes your guests can educate us, and sometimes we can learn from you. That's right. Sometimes. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to put you on the hot seat. Okay. So I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Okay. The hot seat. Do you consider yourself a Republican? No. Have you you, uh, always... Oh, you said, no, you're not a Republican. No. So I can't ask you that. What are you... In, in, in the sense of voting, what are I you? I guess you could say conservative, I guess, but I don't know if that's the label. I don't, I'm not, uh, yeah. Did you vote for the Great White Hope? Sure did, and I'm going to do it again. What's, go, what's wrong with the blacks? We've answered that already. Does racism exist? No, it's the spirit of division. Nice. Why do black people believe they suffer from systemic racism? Mainstream media. How do you feel about black Oh, sorry, mainstream media and schools, school. Yeah. How do you feel about Black Lives Matter? Oh, I deter, I, I, I abhor it. It's ran by not just lesbians who profess that on their Twitter page, but witches. That's what they <laughs> and said. And they said it. They, they said that, They yeah. said that they were uh, monsters. They said they were lesbians. And they all fat. I don't know about that, but I know that they're, they say they're witches. Yeah. And I don't care if the person is black. I if I'm living for God and I love God, I can't stand with somebody whose organization is witches. I can't do that. Should we give blacks reparation? I'm not sure about that one. I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides of that. Yes and no. Is it ever okay to call a woman fat? <laughs> to her face? Is it ever okay to call a woman fat? Sure, yes. Did you take the jab? No. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. Is the earth flat or round? From my studies, it's round. Does a chicken have lips? I'm sure if they did, black people would be eating them, but I don't think chickens have lips. <laughs> we eat everything else on the chicken. So. Do educated women make for good wives and mothers? It depends. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery. True. Has anyone ever told Hoppo to beat you? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I asked this before, but have you ever? Oh, have you ever? Uh, have you ever been high on the hog? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I don't think so. Did you have fun? I did. This was very, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed oh, myself. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank so you. So we didn't get a chance to get to your book for telling people the title and how they can get your book. Sure, I got some right and here. Whatever Quickly else you want. You can find all my information about me and my, um, my ministry on my website, edtngraves.com. And real quickly, I've written four books. 
Demon Nephilim, Angels, the World That Then Was, Dawn of a New Era, um, Unveiling Secrets from Eden's Garden, What Really Happened in the Garden of Eden, and The Unheralded Seven Spirits of God. You can get these on my website, edgeengraves.com, and you can also find out about, about my show on Tuesday nights and other things that I do. Um, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on, and Absolutely. I had a great time. You should say your website again and a little slower. Slower? Okay. It's etiengraves.com. That's my first and last name. So it's E-T-I-E-N-N-E, G as in God, R-A-V as in violin, E-S.com. Oh, okay. You, are you educated? I, I mean, you mean for, for as far as school? Yeah. I would think so, yeah. Because you speak like white people, speaking all fast and <laughs> proper and... Well, I'm sure like just like you, we all have some white people in our in our bloodlines. So. I just so. Well, I appreciate you coming. <laughs> Thank you. And all right, folks, don't forget that the Fall Estate is now on Locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work. And I do appreciate it. Like, follow, subscribe. Y'all know what to do. Ring the bell. Check out the merch and all those good things. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. Amazing. Amazing.